You're listening to the Course Report Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Course Report is the most complete resource for coding boot camps. On our site, we have thousands of reviews, hundreds of interviews, and a full directory of every coding boot camp around the world. On our podcast, we're sharing everything you need to stay up to date on this blossoming industry. Whether you're a boot camp founder or a future student, we hope you'll learn something on the Course Report Podcast. Welcome to the April 2021 Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. I'm Liz. And I'm Jess. And we are from the Course Report team. So we spend our days helping students choose the best coding bootcamps for them. But each month we take a break and round up all of the most interesting bootcamp industry news that we read about and chatted about in our virtual course report office and we share it with you. So basically we obsess over Google news alerts so you don't have to. Um, So Jess, what are we going to cover in our April episode? So we're going to start off with a few multi-million dollar fundraisers by boot camps that happened this April. And then we're going to talk about a few notable workforce development partnerships. That's right. President Biden announced his $2 trillion infrastructure plan that focuses on workforce development training. So we'll chat about how boot camps may fit into that plan. And then we're going to share a bunch of scholarship programs that are working to diversify the tech pipeline. And of course, we are going to tell you about all of the new coding boot camps that we added to the course report directory this April. Great. So let's begin with a few fundraisers. Let's start us off. First up, Holberton announced a $20 million fundraise in April, and that came with some major changes. Holberton says that they now think of themselves as more of an operating system of education that offers franchised campuses and education tools. TechCrunch covered this fundraise, and they included a rundown of Holberton's legal issues over the past couple of years. They call it a messy 2020, which I think (laughs) is accurate, Uh, and that may have contributed to the shift in business model. But Sylvan Kalash, who is the CEO of Holberton, says that he expects to see 5,000 students join this year, up from 500 in 2019, and to see the network expand with new schools in the U.S., Europe, Latin America, and Africa. And he also noted that the company already has customers for its OS of education tools for things like auto grading projects and their online programs. Wow, that's a significant boost in student enrollment. (laughs) Definitely, yeah, 4X. No, way more than that. Yeah, yeah. Also, at the tail end of March, Finn SMEs reported that Udemy announced it had actually closed a Series F round at the end of 2020. Um, so we got a glimpse at what that Series F round looked like. Udemy raised $50 million in the round from three main investors, Learn Capital, Winter Capital, and Tencent. And finally, a software apprenticeship called Formation has raised $4 million, led by Andreessen Horowitz. Formation is run by Sophie Zalnavadi and her husband, and according to TechCrunch, their goal is to personalize the training experience via a remote fellowship program that combines automated instruction with access to a network of top-tier mentors from companies like Facebook and Google. That is called an engineering fellowship, and they say they've placed just over 30 people in engineering roles at companies like Facebook, Microsoft, and Lyft with an average starting salary of $120,000. 
As the vaccination rollout speeds up here in the U.S., it looks like the U.S. labor market has maybe turned a corner this spring, fingers crossed. According to the Labor Department's monthly job openings and labor turnover survey, U.S. job openings have hit a two-year high. That said, unemployment is still higher than pre-pandemic levels, and hiring is still trying to catch up. Liz, have we heard from the Biden administration on how they're trying to fill these vacancies, and will that tie in the boot camp space? Absolutely. So Steve Lohr wrote a really thoughtful, thorough piece for the New York Times in April called Job Training That's Free Until You're Hired is a Blueprint for Biden. That's the title of the piece. If you're at all interested in income share agreements and workforce development, I definitely suggest giving that a read. Steve has been covering the boot camp space for a while now, and this piece covers social finance, which is a nonprofit that facilitates ISAs and is fueled by a $40 million fund raised from philanthropic investors. So we want to keep in mind that President Biden just announced his $2 trillion infrastructure and jobs plan, which includes billions of dollars earmarked for workforce development with an emphasis on next generation training programs that embrace, quote, evidence-based approaches. That reminds me so much of boot camps because Mm -hmm. these are ROI, like high ROI programs. Um, We know their outcomes. Like it seems like boot camps fit perfectly in that equation. Anyways, Steve Lohr points out that technical training programs like Europe and Perscolis, which are all listed on Course Report, have a track record of success here. But social finance is interested in expanding that ISA model, which states call a pay it forward fund and investors call career impact bonds. There are tons of names for that ISA uh, model. They want to expand that to programs like American Diesel Training and other workforce development training programs. And um, just to sum this up, I totally recommend that everyone read this piece, but Social Finance is preparing a proposal for the new Labor Secretary, Martin J. Walsh, recommending that the federal government actually provide matching funds to accelerate those state programs. So some really interesting stuff could be coming up on the horizon in terms of not only that infrastructure plan, but also how ISAs and boot camps fit into it. So when it comes to fostering the next generation of technologists, STEM programs have received a lot of attention and funding. Um, But can the arts and humanities also positively affect software engineering? Benjamin Wolf of Forbes spoke with Flatiron School CEO Adam Enbar about how artists can thrive in tech and that tech benefits greatly from having more arts and humanities employees on their team. Adam points out that technical knowledge is really only a short-term advantage and that it's creativity and rigorous discipline that levels up those transitioning into tech from an arts and humanities background. At Course Report, we have spoken with so many artists and creatives who have made a career change through a boot camp. So definitely check out our alumni stories. If you're an artist looking to get into tech, we know you'll be inspired. In HR Dive this April, Ryan Golden dug into how COVID-19 has impacted internship programs in the U.S. An April 2020 survey of college students by College Reaction found that more than one-third, or 38%, saw their internships or postgraduate jobs canceled. Obviously, that was April 2020. We're talking like very beginning of the pandemic in the U.S., but some large employers actually used remote work to continue their internship programs. Some of those employers were Microsoft and Fannie Mae. Others delayed or canceled those internship programs. 
I think this is interesting because internships are widely known to increase diversity in the workplace and help companies meet their DNI goals. So looking forward to 2021 and beyond, Golden says that most employers say that they talk to for the article say that they do not want to continue a virtual internship program. So for companies who do continue, those would typically need to be in person. So mm-hmm. we'll keep an eye on this. It doesn't seem like this is, this is um, decided on or over yet. In the Philadelphia Inquirer, we caught an article about Urban Technology Project, that's UTP, a tech apprenticeship program that is helping high school graduates land tech roles in IT. In addition to getting students an apprenticeship, which builds up their skills and their resume, we love that this program includes a stipend for its students. UTP is also doing a super stellar job diversifying the tech pipeline. In 2020, 95% of UTP's students were people of color and 45% of them were women. Yes, that's amazing. Thanks for pointing out the stipend. Just to give Jess a little hat tip this month, um, Jess just updated our article about boot camps that offer housing options and added a whole section of boot camps that offer a stipend, a living stipend for students. So definitely a big deal. And I love seeing partnerships like this next one. WCNC reports that the city of Charlotte used CARES Act funding to send 11 people who were laid off due to the pandemic to a 14-week coding course at Tech Elevator, and they covered 100% of the participants' tuition. One of those participants, Jamie Sanita, spoke about how this helped her get back on her feet. She says, quote, I think it's very important to recognize that when you're laid off, there is the mental emotional component of it where it's really challenging. So to have your city or your state support you in those moments and offer you greater opportunities, and that makes you feel valued as a citizen, and then you're able to return that favor back, end quote. And I just wanted to point out that May is Mental Health Awareness Month. So it's just cool to see how larger organizations and even cities and states can impact their citizens in that way. Digital Skills Training Bootcamp Simply Learn has partnered with IBM to help them upskill 20,000 professionals this year. IBM and Simply Learn have actually been working together since 2019. This new upskilling program will focus on data and AI. We just love hearing about companies that are putting in that time and effort to offer educational opportunities to their employees. And SC Magazine and Connecticut News 12 both covered the Full Stack Academy Cyber Boot Camps in April, where New York City residents who make an annual salary of $50,000 or less and who were demonstrably impacted by COVID-19 can apply to receive a full scholarship to one of their upcoming cyber boot camps. There are almost 30,000 unfilled professional cybersecurity positions in New York, Newark, and New Jersey alone. So programs like this that bolster the workforce are pretty much helping everyone. And um, just to point out, that was made possible by Full Stack Academy and the New York City Economic Development Corporation. NYC EDC. The state highlighted a workforce development program that is making it possible for South Carolinans to make that career change into tech without paying a cent. So Create Opportunity Columbia was formed in a partnership with Midlands Technical College, local businesses that were just looking to fill tech job vacancies, and then local financial backers. And they are now offering students a six-month tuition-free software engineering certification class at Midlands Tech and then a two-year paid apprenticeship 
apprenticeship with local companies. The next cohort actually kicks off on May 17th. So if you're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, and you've been wanting to make a career change into tech, this may be the opportunity for you. So we'll link to it on the roundup. According to GeekWire, Amazon is expanding the Amazon Technical Academy, which has enrolled hundreds of Amazon employees in a nine-month internal course that basically prepares them for entry-level software development roles within the company. So this has always been an internal program, uh, but Amazon is now bringing that program to students uh, outside the company. And how are they going to do this? By partnering with coding boot camps, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they're going (laughs) to partner with Kenzie Academy for software engineering and UX design and Lambda School for data science and web development. And both schools will adopt the Amazon Technical Academy curriculum and will focus on recruiting a diverse student body with attention to gender, racial, and financial diversity in the applicant pool. As boot camps attempt to prevent the K-shaped economic recovery and diversify the tech pipeline, we want to highlight a few of those scholarship programs and apprenticeships that we read about this April. That's right. But first, let's start with this new Pew research that was published in April. The headline here is that the higher education pipeline suggests a long path ahead for increasing diversity, especially in fields like computing and engineering, and suggests that there's some uneven progress in increasing gender, racial, and ethnic diversity. So despite a lot of talk and some action around diversity and inclusion, Black and Hispanic workers remain underrepresented in this STEM workforce, and women remain underrepresented in computing and engineering. And current trends in STEM degree attainment appear unlikely to substantially narrow those gaps. So Black and Hispanic adults are less likely to earn degrees in STEM than other degree fields, and they continue to make up a lower share of STEM graduates relative to their share of the adult population. And while women now earn a majority of all undergraduate and advanced degrees, they remain a small share of degree earners in fields like engineering and computer science. And those are areas where they're significantly underrepresented in the workforce. And along that same path, built-in data engineer and expert contributor Carly Gundy chimed in about the state of women in tech. Carly goes into depth about where she sees tech needing to be more inclusive, and we'll link to the article in our roundup so you can read through her whole argument yourself. But what really caught me was her pointing out that there is no real community for what she's calling the female nerd. Community is such an important aspect, especially if you're just getting into tech. It helps you find networks of support. But Carly points out that women are frequently outnumbered by their male counterparts in these tech community spaces. So while traditional education may be fumbling on how to achieve inclusivity in its STEM or CS programs, there are quite a few coding boot camps that we know of creating space specifically for women coders. Um, just to name a few, there's Codesmith, Tech Elevator, the Grace Hopper program, which is run by Full Stack Academy, and Hackbright Academy. Definitely check out on Course Report to find more women-inclusive spaces if you're looking for that kind of thing. 
Absolutely. And here's another example of a way that boot camps are, you know, trying to do their part. Flatiron School is relaunching their John Stanley Ford Fellowship, a program that supports the advancement of black tech professionals by offering four month long apprenticeships with leading companies that provide on the job training, ongoing mentorship and access and opportunities to the tech community. All super important things beyond, you know, providing tuition assistance and scholarship money. And of course, apprenticeships require sign-on from companies and Flatiron has 13 new and renewed partners. Just want to give those a shout out because it really takes those companies to, to actually sign on to these types of programs. So they've got IBM, Citibank, JustWorks, FanDuel, FuboTV, Meetup, Datadog, VTS, Giant Machines, Infinia ML, Chubb, Cvent, and Wonderkind. Those would all be really cool <laughs> companies to be mentored and and like to apprenticeship with, so or to apprentice with. Definitely. Yeah. What a great way to start your career. Code Crew and the Collective Blueprint, both are Memphis-based organizations, just landed $3 million from the NBA Foundation in order to boost their efforts in helping underserved youth land tech jobs. So the NBA Foundation was founded just last August in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. It was founded in order to support Black communities and drive generational change. So part of this NBA grant will help cover tuition for Code Crew's coding boot camp. Um, and then part of the NBA grant will also help the collective blueprint offer these code crew students a monthly stipend to help them with transportation, access to mental health services, meals, mentorship, and etc. That's so cool. That must have been like a result of those player association talks last year. I feel like I remember that happening. That's totally. such a great totally. it place started- to put money. Love that. Yeah. I love I love to see, you know, what we saw on the screen happening in the bubble last summer, you know, now in action here with the coding bootcamp space. Absolutely. And in the UK, an organization called Host is partnering with socio-creative organization Neo Enterprise to empower Black women into tech careers, specifically Black women who are unemployed or at risk of unemployment. They're going to support Black Codehers, which is a um, software engineering bootcamp that we've actually talked about on the podcast before. And so far, Black Codehers has said that they have upskilled 50 Black women into software developer roles in high-profile companies like Citibank and KPMG. And finally, Code Fellows announced that they'll be partnering with MentorWorks to offer a new ISA in April. So MentorWorks has successfully originated over 200 ISAs within the past two quarters, and they say that 74% of students funded by MentorWorks represent BIPOC populations, and over 60% are from low-income families. And those students have seen a 126% increase in their average income. So a very exciting new development there. Thank you. 
Wow. Well, we got to share so much cool data that we read about this last month. I feel like we've never gotten that many, you know, uh, solid stats around diversity in tech, diversity in ISA programs, efficacy of ISA programs in one month. And on top of so many partnerships with hiring partners and scholarship programs, we also continued to see plenty of news around new bootcamp partnerships with universities in April. That's right, Liz. So Full Stack Academy has partnered with Emory in Atlanta to offer cybersecurity and coding boot camps in Atlanta. And on a side note, Full Stack announced that it's now offering a data analytics boot camp. So we'll see if that also starts being offered at some of these university partnerships in the future. Absolutely. And Kenzie Academy and Southern New Hampshire University launched a software engineering boot camp that's based on the curriculum from Amazon's Technical Academy, as we just talked about above. So if you'll recall, SNHU recently acquired Kenzie Academy last month. And so this is their first big move as a united front. Up in Canada, CyberNB has partnered with Lighthouse Labs to offer an online cyber boot camp, which will match graduates with employers from across the country. And finally, through their free data analytics bootcamp data science for all, Correlation One has partnered with Miami Dade College and SoftBank to help reach the goal of training at least 10,000 underrepresented people over the next three years. That is a lofty goal, but I think it can definitely be achieved. Um, and I just had a friend who texted me about just finishing data science for all. So, oh, that's very awesome. Cool. Sounds like they're yeah. doing cool stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, Jess, we added 10 new schools to Course Report this month. So let's give them all a big Course Report welcome. Who do we have first? We added Spain-based bootcamps Core Code School and Cyber Patio, and then the Germany-based front-end coding bootcamp DevHouse Leipzig. We added Product Management Bootcamps Linky Product Bootcamp and ZapUp, and Online Digital Marketing Bootcamp Jelly Academy. DevOps Bootcamp's Yellowtail Tech and ID Bootcamps are now in our listings. And I also want to say ID Bootcamps also offers UX design, data science, and full-stack web dev. And Online Tech Sales Bootcamp Fuel Sales Academy and Online Programming Bootcamp Scalar Academy are now in the course report directory. So if you graduated from any of those schools, you can now leave a review and you'll start to see alumni leaving reviews on those school pages. So give them a look. All right, let's wrap up this episode with our favorite blog post to work on this April. So Jess, what was your favorite piece to work on? I loved speaking with bootcamp grad Nick this month about his new camp bootcamp experience. With new camp, Nick was able to juggle his full-time job as a music teacher and learning how to code. Plus, he got the foundations he needed to make a career change into software engineering in the craziness that was 2020. New Camp's tuition price comes in a bit lower than other boot camps. So if you're wondering about the robustness of this coding program and how you could make it work with a full-time or a part-time job, definitely check out this Q&A for a student's eye view on it. Nick also has a lot of great advice for any teachers who are considering switching into the tech field as well. Liz, what was your favorite blog post to work on this April? 
Well, Jess, I know you know this, but I've been wanting to interview a Code Academy graduate for so long, and we finally got to share Christine Maynard's story on the blog. So Christine enrolled in a Code Academy career path, and over seven months, she learned everything that she needed to know to score a software engineering internship at Cvent. So as you probably know, and I'm assuming our listeners probably know this, Code Academy is much less expensive than a traditional boot camp, like $200 versus $20,000, but it's totally self-guided. You're not like going to a classroom every day and held super accountable in order to finish the boot camp within a certain amount of time. So Christine talked through the extra time that she had to put in to find a mentor and to find an accountability partner, but she did all of that and she still stayed in her budget and she stayed on track while learning JavaScript. So she shares all of her tips about how to get the most out of this kind of self-paced coding resource. I don't even know if I would call it a boot camp, but um, this coding resource. And she shares like how she got a mentor, even though she had to do all of this online and it was during COVID. So a lot of really cool stuff in there. And I love talking to Christine and so glad we got to share her story. And that does it for our April podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Keep checking in on Course Report for the latest about online bootcamp opportunities. And we'll see you next month on the May Coding Bootcamp News Roundup. Absolutely. We'll see you in May. And until then, we love feedback. So email us your thoughts at hello at coursereport.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help other future boot campers by going to iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you found this podcast, subscribing to the Course Report podcast and leaving a review. We'll see you in May. See you Bye. in May. Bye.